Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Can you believe we've been talking for 500 episodes? (laughs) I mean, yes, because there's no shortage of things to say about business, life, anything. I could talk for 500 more. And that's 22,500 minutes, you guys. On average, or an episode is around 45 minutes for us times 500. So how many days is that? 500 minutes. How many minutes are in a day? Well, just divide by 60 and then divide by 24. That it's almost 16 days. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> Straight. 16 days straight, over two weeks straight playing, don't sleep, and you can catch up on the podcast. I mean, (laughs) I have known people to do that before. I remember someone specifically saying that they were moving across the country and they listened to us the entire way there. And I was like, do you still like me? Like. That's a lot. Like, do you now need to take a year break? (laughs) I'm like, "Ah, I don't know about that. Okay. I'm so excited. Today is just going to kind of be a smorgasbord of us talking about past memories, favorite highlights of not just this show, but just being in business in general, the really cool things that this show has done for us, some of our favorite episodes, and you know, just shooting the shit in between. I think it's really, really cool that we made it to 500, and we have no intention of stopping, so don't you worry. There's more of our voices coming for you. I've had such a fun time. And I think we've shared often, you know, in the ebbs and flow of business, how, you know, everyone always at some point or another slows down on their content in some capacity or stops it completely, whether it's blogging or social or video or whatever, just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't feel fun anymore. It's not right. And somehow podcasting has made it past the chopping block for us for over three years now. I don't know how it has because I feel like there's a lot of things we've done and then cut or done like really diligently and then cut. Like, for instance, the blog, 
we were doing it five days a week and then we stopped for a long time and now it's back to once a week and the whole nine. But I'm a little surprised that the podcast didn't go through that kind of ebb and flow, I guess. I think the first memory I really want to talk about is when the show started. And I know that you and I both look back. Now, here's the thing. There were two conferences back to back. And I get confused if we decided to start the show after our trip to Arizona or after our trip to Palm Springs. I can't remember either. But they were the same year. Yeah. They were like within a couple months, like potentially October, November, I think. Yeah. Back to back. No, back to back. So I specifically remember sitting on an airplane with you and you're like... Well, because what had happened yeah. at the conference yeah. is... Multiple people who are friends of ours. I think it was after Palm Springs because this was the Savvy Business Owner Conference that, that Heather Crabtree in Palm Springs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then it was in Arizona. Then yeah. it, it was that conference. Yeah. Though I'm mixing the locations. It was that conference though because it was a conference where we were speaking at and attending. It was a unique experience. It was it was truly amazing. Premium, intimate, beautiful. Heather did such a great job. A lot of our business owner peer friends who we'd kind of grown up with over the past year or so in her Facebook community were also speaking and attending. And so we were there where it was probably the conference where we knew the most amount of people speaking and attending. And multiple people, multiple people came up to us throughout that weekend of just being like, I haven't listened to your show yet. Like, is it out? Like, when is that airing? I, I I remember you guys talking about this, but like, have you guys decided on a name or like, what's your episode structure? Or like, who are you, are you guys ready for interviews yet? And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't have a show. We haven't talked about having a show, but maybe we should, should we? Should we have a show? <laughs> yeah. Very specifically, remember sitting on an airplane after that conference and then talking about it. In terms of like vacay and enjoying the trip, the Palm Springs one a month later just was way more relaxing. But the other yeah, one was yeah. way more like business and the whole thing. There was that period of our business that I think we went through a lot of evolution really quickly. And I think it was just compounded by the fact mm -hmm. that we made this big decision in our business. But then that was like right next to when my accident happened. And then you had Penny two months later. And so we were, yes, evolving and growing and doing really cool big things. But we were also maturing because we had to. We were changing the way we ran our business because we had to. And we wanted it to be more about it fitting our lives. Because I think up until that point, we were like, let's grow this monster massive business. And then life hit us in the face in both good and bad ways. And I think we decided that the business had to match more of the season of life we were in. Yeah. So I think we kind of took it as just like a serendipitous, well, other people already assume that we have this plan. Maybe it's something to actually consider sure. and maybe we'll like it. And I think it definitely felt more attainable to just, you know, get a mic and sit and we knew we could both stay home and just chat and record it and see what would happen. And I'm really glad that we tried that. I think it it felt fun then and it continues to feel fun now. So I'm really happy we made that choice. Yeah. No, I am too. So some of my memories kind of correlate with that. 
it was funny. I want to chat about just like favorite memories in general, just over the last five years, going into our sixth year of business, which is bananas to me. And I wrote down one of my favorite memories in general was Palm Springs. And part of that was definitely both conferences where one was in Arizona and my brain is just forgetting that, which was an amazing experience. I think Palm Springs was one of the, we're speaking at that conference. It was the Blink conference that our friends Tosh and Ike were hosting. It was a more of a photographer conference and we were there speaking, I don't know about branding maybe or blogging, something like that. And we got invited to speak, but since it was for photographers, we didn't need a lot of the other sessions. So it was our first time where we're like, we're going to show up and do our job. We're going to meet some people and we're going to relax and we're hung out by the pool. And we just like took amazing pictures at the beautiful hotel. And it was so relaxing. And I just remember it being one of this like really weird pinch me moments where I'm like, this is our job. Like our job paid for us to be here and we get to do this and like hang out and brainstorm and relax in this way because this is our job. (laughs) Really weird. I know. Also, that's when I fell in love with Palm Springs and I haven't been back. I've like been dying to go back since. Didn't we drive around and look at the houses? In oh, the, yeah. Was that you? And we, yeah, you and I drove around. We got a like little tour. You can get a map of the city and we drove around and then we went to like the modern museum they have there. Yeah. I don't know if it was oh, modern art or modern furniture, but either way, it was awesome. And then and we went to that cactus place and we sn- we both snuck cactus back on the airplane. I still haven't killed my cactus, you guys. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of my husband because <laughs> mm-hmm. it would be dead otherwise. Uh, oh, and we lost our car that oh trip. Oh, my God. So that was great. <laughs> okay. So we went to a drag show, which was, which was incredible. It was so good. It was so good. And we're both sober. Okay. So let me set the precedent that we are both sober, but neither of us had been to Palm Springs. And like, I think when we parked, it was just like one of those situations where you just, you had to park where you could. And then we just like figured it out. out. Yeah. Where we parked. No idea. We looked for like an hour. It It was a rental, right? Yeah. So neither of us remembered what our car looked like. No, we didn't even know the license plate couldn't tell you like we could probably look up our information on our like rental paperwork and stuff, but like had no clue. It just wasn't one of those things. You know, your car, I feel like it's your car and you have like a beacon to your car and you'll eventually find it. This one was not that way. (laughs) We were walking around fucking downtown Palm Springs in the middle of the night for a long, like over an hour. Like, over an hour looking for a, panicking like actual panicking we're, like, did, we're just like, did it get stolen like what are yeah, we doing like, i don't know we finally found it and it was just it was one of the scariest moments <laughs> i don't know why I, well, <laughs> I, speaking of just moments that you can't forget i don't know why the ones when we're not here are the ones that are, stick out the most but okay i'm just gonna take you to a moment in time we were in colorado and we're walking down the street. Do you know where this is going? And you fucking fell. And then I got yelled at. <laughs> I face planted in the middle. She, okay. Her balance used to be. Oh. It's better now. Oh, it's it used now. to be. She could just be walking straight. Everything would be fine. And a gust of wind would come and she would just fucking trip 
over nothing. Mm -hmm. And so that happened. And I'm used to this happening. This is not new information to me at this point. And I also just like, sometimes I'm not very nice. I don't know how to be empathetic. And I I think when people fall, it's really funny. And so she tripped and full on like was walking facing forward, (laughs) tripped, ended up on her back facing the other direction. So it's like a circle fall on her ass. So I'm just dying laughing. I'm just, in front of a restaurant, by the way, of everyone There's who could like see her. There's like full glass. <laughs> I have like secondhand embarrassment and I feel bad for her body. And she just fell like, and it was so quick. I just literally was like, how did you go from here to there so quickly? <laughs> I was like, my brain was processing the information. This fucking old man, <laughs> old elder gentleman comes walking down and is scolding me for laughing at her instead of helping her up. So he helps her up and it's just like, it's not funny. And I, which made me laugh even harder. <laughs> I was just like, she's literally fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, well. She's used to this, sir. <laughs> it's true. And I wonder, I'm processing why I think some of these memories are the funniest. And I think part of it is just because we live in the same city like we don't get a lot of moments where it's just us unless we leave. (laughs) So we always have so much fun and brainstorm and like cool things happen in our business after we get a break. And it's not always the conference that's pivotal. It's just like the time to chat and practice and all of that. Yeah. In the spring, we should like quarantine ourselves and then just book an Airbnb here. I'm all we should for do it. that. All <laughs> okay, so let's talk about other things. I just wanted to just talk about highlight memories for a second. And then we, sure. I think we both have some favorite episodes that you guys should definitely listen to. So another one of my favorite memories, I'll try to like, kind of put into words why because it's not about the product or the thing or anything. But I think most of my favorite memories stem from like, it was either in charge of or the thing happened because of a mindset shift. Sure. And when I was sitting here thinking back on just like highlights of business, there's obvious stuff like our the birthday party we threw and vacations we took and just different things that we did. But one of my favorite memories is when we first launched our signature program strategy academy. And again, like it's not because of the program. It's not it's not any of that. It's not the webinar. It's not the hype of a launch, which all of those were great things. But for some reason, for the longest time, we had put off charging a premium price for a service or for a course, sorry. We had done this for a service for years, both individually and together. We were no strangers to charging a lot of money, (laughs) five figures sometimes, for packages. But a course, for some reason, we still felt new, we felt inexperienced, and we felt because of that, we need to charge less than $500 for everything that we're ever going to offer. Well, then ultimately, I don't don't know what the conversation was or who helped us kind of through this, but we were just like, fuck it. We're going to do a premium service or a product, sorry, course, and it's going to be 2K. Like, we're going to do it. And I think just like trying to put myself back in that moment or being such a new business baby still and like charging this premium product and getting people to say yes to it, that feeling, not a validation, but just that like, God, we're just like, we're so doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing if this is what's happening and if this is how it feels. Yeah. And well, I mean, we've since had hundreds of people go through that program and 
I know we've touched so many people's lives and helped them build these incredible businesses. And that's definitely one of my favorite things. And it's hard to put it like a moment in time because it's happened a lot, which right. is amazing. Like what yeah. a gift. Yeah. But sometimes it's a DM. Sometimes it's a random message. Sometimes it's an email. Sometimes it's someone sharing something on social, like how it kind of shows up. And for someone who has spent most of my life needing words of affirmation as like a love language, hearing our students' success stories always gets me in the feels. And I definitely remember the first time someone told us they quit their job because of us. Almost had a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, are yeah, you yeah. sure you want to do <laughs> Here's a funny memory going along with that. I remember the first time someone told me that in person and here was my reaction. So we've heard this in our inbox before. And I I remember specifically the first time someone emailed us this. And I actually think it came with a whole slew of like, you guys give me so much confidence. And because of that, I quit my job and we're like, oh God. Also, I'm divorcing my husband. We're like, oh my God, what are we doing in life? <laughs> and also I'm making this other drastic choice. And we we're just like, um, literally what is happening right now. So we've gotten some version of that, but I've gotten this in person. So I was thrown off by a lot of things because of this, but it was Mother's Day, my very first Mother's Day. I'm sitting back thinking somehow my husband fucking convinced me to go to a Royals game on, on my Mother's very first Day? Mother's Day. But yeah, Mother's Day Royals game. So we go, I'm wearing Penny walking down the sold out stadium. This is when like the year before the Royals won the world series. So like they're really good. And I've got a large beer in my hand and a baby strapped to my chest. And I'm walking down to our seats and someone is trying to get my attention, but they call my daughter's name instead of my name. And I was like, the fuck? So I turn around and it's this woman and she's like, I, I couldn't remember if you were Abigail or Emily, but I recognized your daughter. And I was like, well, there's a lot of problems with that sentence right there <laughs> that I don't like, but okay, continue. So she's like, I just wanted to thank you for like everything that you guys got going on. If we, I think we had this show at no, the show was still new. The show was like four or five months old at that point. I'm listening to your show, bought this thing, blah, blah, blah. And I just quit my job. And I literally was like looking at her, holding my beer, my baby. And I said, why? <laughs> I was just like, don't do that. Like, okay, maybe you like, obviously you have your own reasons. Hopefully you've thought about it, but I'm like, please know everyone listening that we're not advocates of you just like fucking quitting your job. That's we're, not what no, we're here for. No. So it was just startling in a lot of ways. Yeah. Not that you couldn't work to that. Not that you shouldn't have that as a goal. Not that you shouldn't do it, but just like the times that people will tell us, I feel so much responsibility around their future know, success. I like and it. I just oh. like get really tense. <laughs> <laughs> so my next memory that it's it's hard to like because it just kind of evolved over time a lot of these things just evolved over time so it's not a specific moment in time but you know for years Emily and I had been working on stabilizing the business and creating boring consistent money is the game okay so I remember when my husband came to me and said I want to quit my job. And, you know, well, and, he was talking about this for like 17 years. Well, yeah. So to back up, even before he said it, I had made it very clear that that's what I wanted. So like, I had said for a long time that I want to retire my husband. And he hates that phrase. So I don't use that phrase anymore. 
I mean, yeah, I don't think it's not accurate because he <laughs> still, still works. works. <laughs> he still works. He still does a ton. It's just different. Our lifestyle is different. Anyway, I remember when he said he was kind of over his career and how things had evolved and not that he didn't love I mean he was an architect not that he didn't love being an architect but I think the politics of working in a big corporate structure was just a lot for him and to be able to comfortably say let's do it like and not really hesitate about it like sure were there risks <laughs> did things get a little crazy even a couple months after it all went down yes but there was no doubt in my mind that we would figure it out. And to be where we are today is just, it's really comforting. I don't think this is how it works for everyone, but at least for us, our marriage is so much better. We're so much closer. We're both way happier. And we both are better at giving each other like our independence. I think at first we kind of had this like weird we must be together all the time kind of scenario, which is just something you have to navigate when you're both yeah. together suddenly after being separated for so long. But now I can just say, Hey, I got to work for an hour. And he's like, cool. And then, Hey, you want to go to lunch? Yeah. Like, so we'll both like interrupt each other a little bit. We respect that the other person has things to do and yada, yada. I think my last memory I kind of want to call out is similar to that, mostly because like, hopefully, maybe soon here I get to experience it again. But again, it was more the the mindset of the during like being in the process of it. I think a lot of this is, and I hope you guys get this too. And I, I want you guys to take some time to think back on your milestones from last year, the year before, whatever, of just like, you got to do this thing or this thing was easy or this thing happened because of the work that you're putting in within mm -hmm. your business. Mm -hmm. And I think some really cool, magical things can happen. And one of those things for me was my maternity leave. Yeah. I think for the longest, I honestly didn't think much about it. You know, when you work for yourself and you work from home, you're never not working, especially when it's your own business. Oh, you yeah. think about it all the time. You live and breathe it. If you can't sleep and you want to wake up and you want to work on something, you can. If you know, if you want to have a late start, you can. Like, so there's already so much flexibility that I don't know if I even pictured having an actual maternity leave because I was just like, oh, there's already so much flexibility. How much better can it get? Or how much work can I actually not do? Because I, you know, we're, we're already taking it pretty easy and it feels really good. Well, then of course I was a first time mom. So you have no clue what's happening and what's coming. And then when a baby's there and you're just like, oh yeah, I haven't even, I don't even know where my phone is. I haven't seen it for 13 days. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you're just like, oh yeah, I, there, there is no part of me that's like, able to check in or do this or do that, at least right now. And I was able to take four months off. About two of those were full time. I maybe checked in with Abby like once a week on the phone just to kind of see, like make sure things weren't falling apart. I did start to, I think, record some episodes to about two months in for the show, but because I wanted to, not because I had to, I could have 100% been like, nope, need some more time. And we would have figured it out. And I think that that's what I really love about our business and the way that you and I both look at our business where nothing is ever set in stone ever. 
And if we want to change something, if we need to be flexible, if someone needs more time here, there, whatever, like we figure it out. And both of our mentalities has always been like, we're going to make the decision that we need for our family, for our mental headspace, for whatever, and then we'll come up with a solution. It's not the other way around. Right. I think that's been the interesting part, though. Maybe not hard to find a culture fit, I suppose. We've had several assistants or like various people who've worked alongside of us who are never like at like an executive kind of position, but they were very integrated. And I think that was the part that I found the hardest to like match with someone else where. Emily and I could talk for literally two seconds. She could say something came up and I would have this like level of understanding with her that it was totally fine. And if I knew I needed to do something, it would just happen. But like trying to explain that to someone else who doesn't value those same things, it's it can be interesting because you don't always have people that are going to have your back in the same way. And, and that's And that's just hard. Even just the flexibility, like literally take today, for example, we knew we needed to record this podcast. We're like down to the lingering last very few things we need to do to wrap up this year. And I think you had texted me last night and you're just like, you know, there's some stuff I'd like to get done in the morning. We can kind of touch base in the afternoon. We just need to do this. I was like, yeah, sounds great. I'm super flexible. Let let me know. Literally the night before our work day. And I'm just like, cool. I don't care. It's fine. Well, then I go to text her the next day because my husband reminded me we have a two o'clock appointment if someone's coming to our house for something. And I was like, shit, I need to get literally dressed out of pajamas. I need to eat. I need to try to record this episode. I don't know if we're going to have time. I'm finishing up something for my other business. Let me just text her if she can make it happen, whatever. So I text her and she was like, yeah, we can chat in like 45 minutes. So just that flexibility of like, she probably stopped something in her day to go do this for our business (laughs) because something came up for me. But we both know if she was just like, hey, that's not going to work for me. We're going to do it tomorrow, whatever. That would have been fine too. So it's just this, I don't know. It's just this like mutual respect of just like, we know we're going to do it and it's going to get done on time. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. I do think, and I I think this is where people hear what we talk about and are, then suddenly get this like hankering that they need a partner. Don't do it. Uh, and <laughs> I just, I'll just say like, I know we've said it a million times, but there's just this absurd level of understanding that we like get each other. And while we don't always agree on everything. I I won't say it's like that we're always on the same page. There's always a level of respect that I think just makes it all work. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search 
match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I have some highlights of the show I want to talk about. Sure. And you can probably explain some of these better because your your memory for numbers is better. Or sure. maybe you can pull up other analytics that you know. So highlights of this show, just to brag about us for a second, hitting top 15 in the first 24 hours of launching our show. Hello. Continuing to hit like top ranks across business, management, like of the world on Apple Podcasts, not just the United States. I think that's pretty cool. Four and a half average star reviews on our show, almost 300 reviews. Seriously, every single one of those helps. So if you haven't left us a review yet, please go do that. Uh, Hi, can you believe not only are we shooting the shit and talking for 2,500 minutes, but it's called 22,500 minutes. But apparently it's quality content. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently you guys <laughs> like it. And it's always fun to hear those reviews. We ha- have ranked up over 2.2 million downloads in the history of the show. And over 650,000 of those are in the last year. The crazy part, and I don't say this to, to I mean, I'm just going to say it like it is. We don't necessarily advertise our show. No. Like the, we don't advertise our show at all. We like maybe share it on stories if we remember. Right. <laughs> so like 
Like I, we're, we negatively advertise our show, actually. <laughs> What's the opposite of advertising our show? That's what we do. Yeah. So to know that that is primarily organic is just really, really exciting. And, you know, I know, I know it with being in business as long as we have that the people who listen now are not necessarily the people who listened when we first started. And no, the people as they shouldn't be. No, honestly. And people will grow up with us and then kind of move on and do their own thing. And that's my favorite part when people feel like, because we definitely as a business are helping not always, but the majority of people are in the very beginning stages or maybe into their first six figures, maybe even the first 200,000. But after that, we're not really like, that's not the wheelhouse we're helping people with. And so I love when people like become so successful, they don't need us anymore. I'm like, go do that. (laughs) Why I wanted to brag about our stats for a second, not only to just be like, (laughs) that's pretty cool because it feels good. But I think one of the things I really want to point out for you guys is, and Abby can correct me, I'm sure I'll be wrong. Did it take us a year to cut back episodes or less or more? A year and a half? It was definitely more, I think it was more than a year. Between a year and a year and a half. So we started the show doing three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I loved it. I still would do it. Oh, no. I don't. Nope. This is what I'm here to say. Less is more. Cutting back the show drastically freed up my headspace on like, I started to get feeling overwhelmed on what the fuck are we going to talk about? Who are we going to have on the show? I started to feel like we were having like less quality content because we had to put out more content. And so I was like, hey, we like, I'm done. I can't keep doing this. No, and this so is we definitely back- a good volume for sure. Yeah, we push back to two a week, which is still insane, by the way. Two a week is still bananas, but it still feels so doable and still really fun. And pushing back, cutting out 50-something episodes, 54 episodes. How many weeks are in a year? 52? 54? 52. 52 episodes a year. Like it, It drastically freed up our life and schedule. And we still hit good stats. We still have amazing listeners. It's still growing. And so I say that to you guys to like, you don't have to be married to the quality that you're putting out at first. We deliberately put out a lot of quality because we wanted to like reach certain ranks on Apple. And the more content you have to push out, the better your chances are. I wanted to cut back sooner than we did on number of episodes, but ultimately we did. I'm super glad. And I will tell you right now, we're not going back. No, I know we're not going back, but I still, I still love it. And I think probably the hardest part now is figuring out what guests make the most sense because I'm not a huge fan of repeating a ton of stuff. Like I want it to be strategies that are like classic and long-term but and current, but also like, unless the strategy has changed, I don't want to do an episode on the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It'll only be like, I feel like updates for like Instagram or Pinterest right. or like TikTok is new or whatever, like updating those kind of things. Yeah. But if it's the same thing, there was <laughs> no offense to any industries, you guys, none. Okay. Offend. But, uh, there was a day that I was like, if I interview one more lawyer, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I feel that way about branding because I'm just like, oh my God, like we've talked about it so many times. And it's not, and it's not that it's not important information. It's super no. important information. I just, there's certain things that I'm like, okay, I'm done. It's all right. Fine. I'm done. With I'm it. ready to move on and create yep. something else. But in, in terms of favorite content to create, I only have one specific episode I want to make sure you listen to. But then there is a type of episode that has just popped up at various points. And I can't give you exact numbers. You're just going to have to surf through. But to start there, my favorite format, because we've done a lot. So we have, you know, Emily and I shooting the shit. We have Emily and I talking about a specific strategy. We have interviews that go over a specific strategy. We have these boss talk episodes that are more about a topic, a roundtable discussion. But my favorite, and I think they're probably Emily's least favorite, oh God. are when I like learned something, went through some kind oh, of exercise, yeah. and then I make Emily do them live on the air. But the thing is, I know Emily hates it. I know she does. You can tell she does. (laughs) But I get more DMs about those episodes than I do about anything else. And they're, I haven't. I'll keep doing the guinea pig for you guys. (laughs) Emily will make it happen occasionally. But I haven't learned. I haven't figured out any new ever. No, (laughs) I've been kind of like in a hole recently. So I haven't been like absorbing a ton of content from other people because usually those are things that I like gathered from a TED talk or a conference or whatever. And then my version of that, it would be about a murder because, okay. So Abby does like this though. I don't know. It would not be on our show at all whatsoever because it would not make sense. But there are some times where I'll just call her and I'll be like, can I tell you a scary story? Or do you want to hear this really crazy story? She's like, okay, yes. Tell me everything. And it's just something I've learned from like either a podcast or an article I read, or I went down like some conspiracy rabbit hole of Reddit or something. And I'm like, okay, get this shit. And so I'll just tell her this ridiculous story. And it's so fun. Those are my favorite. And we've never recorded one because it's got nothing to do with business. to do with business whatsoever. But my favorite theme of episodes that we do, and again, I don't have episode numbers for you, but you can find one. You can find over 12 of them now because we started last fall. We started doing profit reports. And the reason why these are my favorite is because not only does it give you a look behind the scenes of a business, right? And we talk about different products and different launching strategies and different techniques or different things that we want to test. And and you might get some inspiration on different stuff that you could try in your business. But we started over a year ago sharing our goal of reaching an average of 30% profit. And we started sharing profit reports in the sense of percentages of numbers instead of actual numbers. Not that we don't like sharing them. And not that honestly, if you don't, if you DM us, it's not, we would, we would answer you. It just started getting for us and for our listeners into this season of like intense comparisonitis. And if we're talking to new business owners, our new babies who are trying to reach their first six figures or replicate like a service business and and pivot into something else, I'm not going to sit here and 
and like pull out absolutely ridiculous numbers that have absolutely nothing to do with your business or the goals that you should have, because it's not the kind of business that you're running. And because we talk to a lot of service-based business owners, your profit margins are different. Your team is generally smaller. Your overhead is smaller than ours. And so it's, it's actually no comparison whatsoever, but it starts to feel that way. So anyways, I'm not saying we changed the industry or the conversation, but I do feel like we did a really, <laughs> a really cool thing that I do feel like has changed some other like business owners who shared stuff like that to do it in a different way. Yeah. Cause it did start to get really like, there was like every fucking month, a circle jerk of like, I made $117,000 in the first second of January. Can you believe it? Here's how I broke it down for you. Stop it. But they don't talk about how much they actually got to keep. No, like, I know. I'm and that's the so important tired thing. of it. Yeah. It's like revenue is, I mean, revenue is great, but knowing what's left is really what's critical. It's hard to pick if I had to pick a favorite from those, but I think one that is like super worth listening to is episode 464. It's from last July, but we're talking about how we increased our revenue by over 40% and decreased our expenses by $100,000. And it felt really good. So Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good episodes. Those profit reports are great. Yeah, those are really good. And I also think that those would be cool to listen to like in an order, order, like starting with the first one, just to see the progression of like behind the scenes stuff. So I think that would be neat. Two other episodes that I really like. One of them is I'm going to go all the way back. This is the one I recommend honestly, at least once a week. I'm not kidding you. So I get DMs both personal through Boss Project, whatever, but I get DMs on my personal Instagram about like starting a business. I'm going into freelancing. I just got laid off. I want to quit, whatever, right? And I want to redo this episode with you. This is one I do want to redo to give like, what would you do today kind of advice in comparison to what you did do. So that's on the, on the brain docket, but it's episode two, all the way back to episode two. So we'll put the link in the show notes of this episode. Cause it's, it might not show up on your podcast player. It might not go that far back. And it's kind of hard to find from the website. It's episode two. It's where I interviewed Abby about how she, when she got laid off, she replaced her corporate income within 30 days with services. And we have a program that teaches this and we have, there's so many different episodes where we break down various pieces of that. But I feel like that's like kind of an all encompassing episode that gives you guys some really good insight. Yeah. And I, because it's an older episode, I feel like you get a fresher take on like what it felt like closer to when it happened. Well, we recorded it in 2017. And so it was like two years after you had done it. Right. Instead of, and now it's seven, um, it'll, (laughs) it'll be almost six in March. So, or it will be six in March. Yeah. Which is, do you have another one or I have another one? You have another one. Okay, so my last favorite episode, and I refer to this one also very often, very often. It's episode 393. It's just with me. Sorry, Abby. It's with me and our friend Jessica Ely. I don't know why you couldn't make it. Something came up. It was scheduling. And I was like, I'll just do it without you so we can just get it done. It was an episode where Jess and I broke down the beer and doer mindset. And this still blows my mind. 
I know. This has since kind of been terms coined by us from that episode that Jess has continued to use to explain the two different types of small business owners that she sees most often. And she talks about the doer and the beer. And that episode breaks down how to identify which one you are. Spoiler alert, you're probably a beer. Mm -hmm. Like if you're listening to this, you're probably a beer. But she talks about how some of the difficulties that come from being a beer and how to overachieve, like get past them and the difficulties of being a doer and some of the roadblocks that you'll hit. And I have a revolution in that episode, but you can only find out what it is if you listen to it. Oh, damn. Three. Good. Cliffhanger. No, I, I, I record it and I don't even know if it's out yet. I need to bug Jess and ask, but on her podcast, she yeah. interviewed me about the same thing. And I basically had my mind blown wide open. I can't equate it. And she would tell you that it can happen for a whole variety of reasons. There can be triggers in your life that have you change from one type to another. And that's what happened. And I was in extreme denial. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and kept trying to do my way into how I wanted uh-huh. to be and it wasn't working for me. So if that's the case and you're like, wait, I need to know more about this, send me a DM. I will track down the episode and send you the link to it. Before we go, I just want to say thanks for being my co-host, babe. Thanks for being my partner in audio crime. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I have had so much fun. And I have listened to other shows and there's a lot of solo shows out there, which I mean, more power to you. I could not. I, I could but not. I specifically have to say, I can't quite imagine just trying to say something about something for 20 minutes or 30 I minutes. I could not. I'll tell you right now, I couldn't. <laughs> but and I like to talk. I talk to myself at home when I'm just alone. But it's and I different. You know, I feel like the, the dynamics you get with a co-host are just great. I've loved interviewing other people with you and I can't wait to do 500 more. <laughs> if you guys haven't yet, please, 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 it would seriously, seriously mean the world to us if for our 500th episodes, we get to 500 reviews. Let's do that, right? Go open your app, scroll or search the Strategy Hour podcast, scroll down to the bottom where it has the stars. And if those stars aren't colored in yet, it means you haven't left us a review. So leave us a five-star review. And if you're extra and you can take 20 extra seconds, type a glowing sentence or two in that little review box, hit submit. That's it. That's all you have to do. You only have to do it once. We would love you forever for it. Send the show to a friend. If you know someone who's wanting to start to make some money from their passion or wanting to leave their job or tired of the rat race, send the show over to them so they can give it a listen. Go back and listen to the episodes that we talked about today. Say, Hey, all the things. Thank you guys for being here. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache. Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. 
You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.